Hi there, this is Catherine Hernandez, and I am the thinker in residence at Buddies in Bad Times Theater. And part of my residency, I wanted to devote to what I'd like to call the coming out project, where people who are part of the LGBTQ2S spectrum would be able to, if they've had a negative experience, to redo their coming out story. So we would role play, they would come out to me, and then I would then react in a way that was generative, warm, and loving, just the way that they dreamed. And so I did a call out on Facebook. Several people had come forward generously with their beautiful stories, and one of them happened to be a dear friend. So I spent some time with her on her front porch on a beautiful summer day to listen to her, and this is what it sounded like. I had been out to other friends though. I had had my first girlfriend when I was 16 years old for a couple years in high school. And and actually, when I came out to my parents, I was very nervous and worried. They're like very conservative Catholics. And then um, when it actually happened, they both in the moment were good with it. And they were like, we're very surprised, both very surprised because I was like, <laughs> like they, whatever they consider feminine. Like, in retrospect, there were probably a couple of clues that maybe I wasn't as feminine as they thought I was, but whatever. And so they uh, they were warm about it. My mom sent me a little card. I was living out in, on the West Coast at the time. Um, and so she sent me a card, of like, showing her support. And so I was feeling kind of good about that. Um, when they were saying, like, you know, that they were very surprised and caught off guard by, like, this revelation, it was, like... Like that was a lie like when we were when I was 17 years old and um, I had I had this girlfriend and we were down in my basement having a sleepover and doing sex things and my dad like at three in the morning I look up and my dad is like standing in the doorway and like sees me in between my girlfriend's legs and uh, then the next morning he like he like brought me in to the living room and like my parents both when I was a teenager both suspected that I was queer and and they would like sit me down every weekend and tell me like that if I was queer that I didn't have a house anymore I didn't have a home or a family and that they knew that I was and I just needed to admit it and so was I a lesbian and always I would be like no <laughs> like totally I'm not you guys are perverts whatever and then this morning after that, it, after it happened where I was like kind of busted, um, my, my mom was doing her interrogation and then my, she did the whole same thing, the whole same routine song and dance about like, you're going to get kicked out of the house if you're a lesbian and are you a lesbian? And, and I would say no and call her a pervert and then she would leave satisfied and that was it. And then this last time my dad, obviously like he was there, like within 10 feet of us and and at the moment he didn't say anything but he like knew that I saw him also and so he came into the room after my mom left and like looked me in the eye and said uh I knew the day that you were born that you would be the love of my life and I knew you'd break my heart one day and then he like walked away and so I was like probably like 
I don't know, 17 or 18 years old at this point. Probably 17. And uh, so I kind of like started to make a decision that I was going to... Because I was still attracted to men a, a little bit. And I thought that I could like tap into that 5% and like really leverage it. And so I made a decision to, to try and like choose straightness. And so that I could like keep my family. And so that's what I did for a lot of years. And I'm, I met my my uh like husband at well now my ex-husband at work and he was beautiful and kind and so so good so smart so funny and I told him all about my past and everything and he was cool with it and we loved each other a lot and both of us kind of just made a decision that if we were going to be able to um make it work then then it was worth giving a sh giving it a shot and that we as long as we like communicated a lot and and figured out how to be sort of flexible with each other's needs that we could like maybe it, we could live this life that everybody kind of wanted me to live um and so we got married and it, we had a really nice relationship but it was like just a nice relationship you know those that it's like doesn't challenge you but like you have a good bud that you can like go and drink coffee with and like read books with and I feel like if I was in my <laughs> 70s that would be great but I was like 24 and I didn't I yeah it wasn't like feeding me and um so then eventually a few years later we ended up splitting up and we're still really close friends now and I think part of the reason was because I was uh as honest as I had ever been about who I was with him. And I know that outside people were like kind of mad at me for being queer and marrying him and like, why would I do that? But we had a, we had a, a grasp on what we were getting into, I think both of us. Anyway, so after I left him, then I reconnected with someone that I had been like deeply in love with when I was a teenager. And um, so that relationship got very serious and that's sort of what sparked me coming out to my parents so that when I eventually did come out to them and they and they acted <laughs> they acted all surprised uh it really bothered me because they were completely erasing all of this other stuff that they had like filled my life with when I was a teenager and so um yeah so over time so they ended up meeting my ex and like my well my my new partner who was a lady and they didn't like her um she had some like chronic illness and it really bothered my that my mother picked on that to be to be mad at instead of like addressing the part where she was probably just super homophobic and like that's why she didn't like her and uh and my father would like, if I would leave, he had started drinking quite a lot after, after the time that he caught me with a girl, <laughs> he, his drinking really got out of control, um, from like the age of 17 onwards. And so, um, he would get drunk if we were ever visiting and like try and hit on her and try and like, like kiss her and stuff if I left the room. So it stopped being safe to be around him and, 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 and my mother as well. So I started, um. So I decided I would like write them a letter, um, kind of laying out some boundaries, um, 
also at the same time my ex-husband had contacted me because my dad was like sending him porn and like doing really inappropriate things and he wanted me to see if I could get him to stop so this long email gets crafted and it was like very diplomatic but also like very direct about some of the like fucked up things that they were doing and I was just asking them to respect my relationship and respect the fact that you know I'm in love and I need their support like because we're a young couple that are going through the like living in Toronto and all the stuff that comes with that and uh and also please stop sending porn to my ex-husband and also please stop trying to fuck my girlfriend and um I never heard back from him uh and and a few years later I I get notified that he has terminal cancer um and I kind of part of me just wanted to like wait and see if he would try and make peace and he didn't so right before he died I like reached out but it went really really badly and he ended up dying without like a resolution um and it was super heartbreaking because him and I were very close growing up and I definitely I definitely know he was like not a perfect man but he had a lot of cool um, abilities and and like personality traits and things that I really respected and loved and he was very solid for me for some very difficult parts of my life and and then to like he just kind of things just like disappeared um and it was really difficult so then after he died well I remember when I came out well it was after I came out to him he was drunk and we we're having dinner together and I remember him being like this is all my fault and I was like this isn't your fault it's no one's fault it's just a thing that happens and he was like crying and sobbing and he was saying no it's my fault because when I was a teenager I used to go to Victoria Park and I would like beat up the queers that were in the park hooking up and and like that's a weird thing obviously but also like I I know enough sociology to know that typically the people that are the most violent homophobes are also hiding something in themselves and so after he died it it came to light that probably uh he had been having a 25 year relationship with his best friend who was like a really close family member who used to eat dinner with us every well every couple days and he was at every like Christmas and, and Easter and he was just like he was in our family and uh, so part of my great regrets are like that we didn't actually ever talk about this and now in retrospect I think maybe the reason that he reacted in such like a like with such like horror and like rage was because it was hitting too close to home and and he was worried he was gonna get busted or or it was making him face something about his own identity that he wasn't ready to face um so yeah so that's sort of that was my coming out what ideally would happen if you were to come out again if you were able to redo everything again what would be your dream coming out situation um I think probably uh like in a dream in a <laughs> in my dream world I would still be 17 and it would be he was he was at a really important juncture in his life too right he had these 
um, horrible parents who were dying around that time and they were Nazis, like actual literal Nazis that were always Nazis and could believe the Nazi ideology until the day they died. And so, of course, that is going to shape his ability to, like, be true to himself. And I think he... So when, so when he walked in on me, he also, his, mo- his mom and dad were dying, and may- maybe one of them was already dead by then. And he was at this weird point with my mother where they were considering breaking up. And instead of breaking up because they were Catholic, they just decided to buy a second property, and then they would just see each other on the weekends. My mom would live out of town at this, like, vineyard that they built. And then he would live in town and continue his practice. And so... And also continue probably to have this relationship with this other guy. So it was like very, it like, it like checked all the boxes that they needed checked. And so in my ideal world, during that period of time, that first initial opportunity to come out, uh, I would have really loved to be able to come out to him and also for him to come out to me and that we could actually have just lived like regular, authentic boring gay people lives instead of weird secret closet self-hatred lives for so long and I feel fortunate in that I got out of my closet but I don't think he ever got out of his so who am I am I your dad okay (laughs) so tell me (laughs) I know when I was telling people this they're like role play like you know because role play means so much in the queer community but <laughs> but so um the least sexy role play we've ever done. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because role play to me is like as a theater practitioner, I'm like, oh, but usually I'm paid to do that and I don't want to get a costume on right now. So um so tell so I'm your I'm your dad. Um you're seventeen. Yeah. Uh where are we? What is what is the room? So we're in our living room and we're we just had this conversation. My, I just tell, told my mom I'm not queer, and he comes in, and I, I confide in him instead. All right. So, you want to take just take a breath, and whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and come out to me. Okay. So, oh, I'm so bad at this shit. Okay. So, uh, there's something I need to tell you, and I know we we are going to need to talk about what happened last night, but. I don't want mom to know about it right now. And I know that you have probably figured out that there's something going on between me and Eva. Um, And I want to say that I'm sorry that you saw it and I didn't have the courage to tell you before you saw it for yourself and had some warning. Um, But I love you very much and I hope that Uh, You still love me, even in spite of the fact that all of this happened really suddenly for you. Well, (laughs) I want to tell you thank you for coming out to me takes a lot of courage to come out and I'm so sorry that I had to find out this way and I know it's not your fault that the situation was just the way that it was and it's totally awkward but I'm sure we can work through that 
and I know it's also awkward, the fact that I have secrets of my own that I'm keeping. And none of that is your work. And that's my journey. But I thank you so much for being honest with me. And I'm hoping that you can hold me being honest with you as well. So I, I just hope that I appreciate what you've said and I hope that you know that I love you no matter what your secrets are and that you, you can always come to me if you need to talk about them. If I was to tell you that I have you seeing you the way that I saw you last night triggered me because of the fact that I have similar secrets. How would, how would that feel for you? Man, like at that point in my life, as a 17 year old, I had, I had no idea from him. No, and I think that if he had told me that, it would have been shocking. But like, man, it would have been fucking awesome because then all of it would have fallen away. And like, the, our whole life was just like this house of cards that was built on this lie. Like they had, were high school sweethearts and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and like, there was like really playing it. They were really playing it. And so as a 17 year old, I don't know what I would say because everything would have fallen. But it would have been like that thing where you have to like burn down the forest for it to grow back healthy, you know? Um, Do you want me to try it again and I'll say it exactly in those words that, I'm gonna, that I will come out explicitly to you? Would that help you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can put myself back there and rather than just be who I am now because my, I, was, I was part of the performance back then, you know? And so like... So, part of me is, like, not sure I would have been okay being, like, um, saying the things that I would want to say now. I don't know if I could pull that together then. Um, Do you want me to try it now as your dad saying this to you now? Yeah, the person you maybe. are? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, let me try it that way. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... I see this entire life that you've built for yourself. A beautiful home and a family. And I really wish that I had that for myself because I am gay. And I've been living a lie for most of my life. And everything that you've accomplished, I am so very proud of. Because you always want your children to do better than you, and you've done exactly that. And now I have no choice but to really look up to you and all of the brave choices that you've made in your life to lead you here. And so I have nothing to say other than thank you for your bravery, 
That means a lot to me. And also, I'm only brave because you taught me how to be brave. So I would want to say that I'm sorry that you lived your life like feeling ashamed of who you are and feeling like you wouldn't be accepted um, if people knew your secret and wanting to know that I accept you um, and I'm really grateful for I'm grateful for all the stuff that you did uh, for us, and I know that your intention was good to make life better for us, and it was for you, and you did that. <laughs>